0: You're listening to KHOL. This is the top of the hour news break. I'm Will Walkie. A new report sheds light on the major impacts speculative oil and gas leasing have on public Bureau of Land Management lands throughout the country. The Mountain West is filled with thousands of acres under federal management, either preserved for recreation or leased for resource extraction or grazing or something else. But according to Jesse Prentice Dunn at the nonprofit Center for Western Priorities, areas designated as wilderness aren't protected or funded like wild places once they're leased by fossil fuel companies. His new collaborative report with two other conservation groups published last week.
1: What our analysis has shown is that uh, if you simply offer and issue an oil and gas lease on BLM land, if it overlaps with our wildest places, wilderness quality lands, those places are three times less likely to be protected to maintain those characteristics uh, than other places. So uh, it's really a case of uh, land managers prioritizing drilling above conservation.
0: And that prioritization occurs even if that lease area is never drilled. That's something that happens often, according to Prentice Dunn, and he says this report shows the need for oil and gas leasing reform across the country. And changes may be occurring in the near future, as new drilling speculation continues to be delayed due to legal squabbles on the federal level, and the date of the next lease sale remains uncertain. A dry start to the new year has lingered into February for much of the Colorado River Basin. As Alex Hager from KUNC in Greeley, Colorado reports, snowpack totals are
2: dipping across the west. Snowpack is sometimes referred to as the savings account for water in the Colorado River. And in places where it matters, that savings account is getting a little lighter without new accumulation. Colorado and Wyoming got off to a strong start with big storms around the holidays, but weeks without new snow have driven those totals down to just below average for this time of year. Other parts of the basin are even drier, with much of Utah and Nevada around 70 to 80 percent of average. The winter season is far from over, but another dry year would spell trouble for the drought outstricken river basin, which depends heavily on winter snow. I'm Alex Hager. And finally, Grand Teton National Park
0: will begin gunning down local mountain goats from helicopters starting Wednesday. The goal is to entirely remove the non-native goat population, estimated to be at around 30 animals, in an effort to protect the small and isolated bighorn sheep herd in the area. Michael Whitfield is a wildlife biologist who's studied bighorns in the Tetons for decades, and he says goats migrating in from Idaho are in effect an invasive species and are putting the sheep in danger. The sheep really don't have a,
2: they're not very resilient population-wise, they don't have a reserve, whereas the goats pump some more in there. So uh, we need to eliminate the goats both for potential competition as well as particularly the disease transmission.
0: The aerial culling operations are safer and more effective than ground hunts, according to the park. The northern area of Grand Teton, from Cascade Canyon to Berry Creek, will be closed for these operations. Bighorn sheep have inhabited the area for thousands of years. But now, just an estimated 125 animals live high in the range. And according to several local biologists, the entire population is vulnerable to extinction. For more in-depth reporting from KHOL, Be sure to check out our weekly podcast, Jackson Unpacked, available now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Milwaukee KHOL News.